My name is Kathy Farina. I'm first vice president of Council of Citizens with Low Vision International, and I want to welcome everyone to today's presentation. This presentation is about Hadley and what they are up to these days. And we have Mark Arneson representing Hadley today. And Mark is going to introduce himself and tell you about what he does and what Hadley's doing. So I believe we have some CEU credits to do first. So I'll let Katie do that. Great. Thank you, Kathy. So for those of you who are registered to receive CEU credits for the convention, the opening code for this session, for the Hadley session, is D as in dog, 1023. Again, that opening CEU code for those of you who are registered to receive CEU credits for the convention is D as in dog. One zero two three, and I will turn it back over to Kathy. Okay, thank you very much, Katie. Welcome again, everybody. And it is my pleasure right now to introduce to you Mark Arneson from Hadley. Thank you, thank you so much. Um, hi, everybody. My name is Mark, and um, I do work at Hadley. So I have been at Hadley for about two years now. So I'm. Um, relatively new to Hadley. And it's interesting, um, I've had some conversations um, with different organizations and different groups and shared um, some of the similar information I'm going to be sharing here today. So we're super excited about a lot of new things we're doing at Hadley. It seems like every day something new is coming up at Hadley. And so it's a little overwhelming, to be honest with you, but it's, it's all exciting at the same time. My title here at Hadley is Director of Brand Development, which is, I admit, a very confusing title. But um, what I've been doing, and I actually think I have, I think I have the best job in the world. Because um, what I get to do is I get to meet people every day. Really, what I've been doing since day one is trying to understand what are ways that Hadley can be helpful to those with a visual impairment. And so I've been spending and dedicating most of my time to traveling around to low vision support groups, going to different conferences, meeting with people individually, meeting with people in different groups, and. Um, we have about uh, what we call our Hadley advisors, about 1,500 people out there um, across the country who are former and current students of Hadley that have agreed to help us and kind of guide and direct us in where we're heading here at Hadley. And so I get to talk to them and send out surveys and all kinds of, get all kinds of information back and things like that. And um, we're doing all this to really try to understand, are we having the best impact that we could possibly have at Hadley? It's interesting. I'm going to share a little bit about our history. William Hadley, and again, I apologize if some of you have heard this before. I looked at the attendee list, and I've recognized several names of people that I've talked to before and, and others that have helped us with the direction we're going in. So I um, apologize if you heard this. But William Hadley, our founder, he was new to vision loss later in life. In his 50s, he began to lose his sight. He was a Chicago public school teacher, and he um, he loved teaching. That's uh, one of the passions he had was teaching. And he started to lose his sight in his 50s. And as he reached his late 50s, he was totally blind. He could no longer see and he could no longer teach, which was really hard for him. But even, even harder than not being able to teach was, you know, he couldn't read anymore. And that's what he loved to do more than anything. He had a passion for reading. And I, I, I've seen these pictures where we're creating like this kind of a um, little bit of a museum throughout our, our building at Hadley. And I'm seeing these different pictures of William and, you know, sitting in his library in these shelves of, just vast number of books, rows and rows. And 
anything he could get his hands on. And he he was um he was an educated man, so he could read in English and French and German and but obviously his vision loss impacted that too. But that was the one thing he decided he wasn't going to um you know, he wasn't gonna he, he needed to continue to read. And so he decided he was gonna learn Braille. And he lived in the Chicago area, Winnetka, Illinois, just north of Chicago. And um that's where Hadley is now and it's been since uh since William founded it. And um you know, in a big, uh, big area, big city area like Chicago, metropolitan area, you would think that there'd be lots of resources, but he couldn't find anybody to help him learn Braille. And uh, so he taught himself. And, you know, anybody that's learned Braille knows that it's not an easy thing to do. And it's challenging and it can be um, really hard. And he, uh, he didn't want anybody to have to go through something like that without support. And so he um, he kind of dedicated himself to helping anybody who wanted to learn Braille to learn Braille anywhere. And so there's a, a ophthalmologist who is a neighbor of his, um, Dr. E.B.L. Brown, who um, they were on the porch one night. I guess this is how the story goes. They're sitting on the porch one night, and uh, there, Dr. Brown had a traveling evangelist that was staying with them, and the three of them kind of cooked up this idea of Braille by mail. And what they were going to do is they were going to develop instructions, they were going to develop assignments. And they were going to send them through the U.S. mail to anybody that wanted them. And a woman in Kansas took them up on it. And they were she was uh, the first student at Hadley. And they mailed um, the assignments. They mailed the instructions. Uh, she completed them, mailed them back. He graded them. And it just went from there. Um, and this was back in 1920. So um, we're celebrating our 100th year uh, here this year at Hadley, which I always like to say I'm, I'm probably the oldest one in the room. So um, <laughs> in 100 years <laughs> old. <laughs> Um, so, you know, and, and I heard it, you know, there was a statistic I heard and I, I mean, I know we have different numbers that we've looked at at Hadley, but I think at one point there was over 10,000 people that were learning Braille, um, through our program worldwide, which is, which is quite an achievement and something that we're really proud of. But one of the things that we did is we stepped back and we looked at what we were doing at Hadley and were we having the biggest impact? And it's interesting, you know, um, 75% of the people with a visual, those with a visual impairment, are over the age of 55. And so it's, it's adults, um, you know, later in life who are, who have developed a visual impairment and about 10% of those who were coming to Hadley for help were in that population. Um, older adults, new division lost 55 and older. And so there was a huge disconnect and we just thought, you know, is there a way that we can be more helpful? And that's what kind of inspired this whole idea to, to look at what we were doing, to understand if we were, were making the biggest impact and to see if there's things that we could do. And, um, you know, I'm super excited to let you know that on Wednesday, July 1st of last week, we, uh, we launched our new website. And this has been something that's been in the making for, gosh, maybe two, two and a half years there to Adley. And we have all kinds of different content that's available, new content that I'm going to share about. And I'm going to share about why we developed this content as well. Um, but one of the first things we did is we wanted to make sure when somebody came to our website, um, they, you know, they were immediately impacted by what they, what they, you know, were experiencing. And so, um, there's a, the, the front image on our website is this beautiful, um, older woman, um, who is just smiling and it looks like she's happy to be there. And it's interesting. We, we got some insight from different people about our homepage. And one of the comments that we had was, uh, said, wow, it's so nice to see a mature adult. You know, when I think of Hadley, I think of young people, I think of children. So it's encouraging to see someone with gray hair like me, like maybe there's something here for me. And so from the, the minute you, you know, you're at our homepage, 
our hope is that you feel like, okay, there's something that's going to be available to me because it's really all dedicated. And a lot of it is really um, there for those who are, you know, maybe later in life, new division loss. This tagline that we have there as well, it says, expand your sites. And we were going back and forth with this tagline that we have on our site. And we didn't know exactly what to say, um, but we landed on this because um, we got a quote from, um, from somebody who was reading it said, you know, we had some different ideas, but this one landed because it said, it gives me hope. I'm not just thinking about what's happened to me. I'm thinking about what I can do about it. It doesn't mean I'm going to do anything. It doesn't mean it's necessarily going to do anything for vision, but it can improve your life. And, and that's what we're really going for. You know, William Hadley, he, um, he had a passion to read and his vision loss impacted that, but he didn't let that stand in his way. And so he was going to do something about it. And that's the kind of message that we want to send is, you know, there's something that we can help you with. Um, you know, I, I'm not thinking about, is that it gives me hope. I'm not just thinking about what happened to me. I'm thinking about what I can do about it. And that's our legacy here at Hadley. That's who William Hadley was. That's what he wanted to do. And again, it doesn't mean that, you know, necessarily we're going to um, fix all your vision problems, but, um, you know, but we can help improve your life. And that's our, our goal here at Hadley. Our mission statement is to help, um, help those with a visual impairment thrive at work, at home, and uh, in their community. And so that's what we're trying to do. But the thing that I'm super excited about with it when it comes to our site and a lot of the stuff that we're doing is every piece of it. Almost every piece of what we're doing here at Hadley was informed by those who are going to be using it. And so I always like to say this, what we're doing was not only made for you, but it was made by you. Um, and so there's so many things that we put into um, what we're doing that was really informed, tested, and then retested, and then retested and retested <laughs> um, with everybody that's going to be using the site. Um, like for example, one of the things that we want to do is we want to make it as easy as possible to be able to get around and find what you want as quickly as you want. And one of the things that we were doing in some of our testing was, um, you know, scrolling seemed to be something that was not really, um, you know, intuitive or something that people were doing the minute they got on the site. And so we want to guide you along the way. First thing you do is there's this big, huge button that says, get started. And that's going to get you going along um, with all the stuff that we have. The minute you um, the minute you hit that button on our site, what's going to happen is you're going to be given some options. The first option is to choose your contrast, and so we have these different contrast options. It's um it's black on white, white on black, yellow on black, and then yellow on blue. And you can choose whichever one you want. You can change those if you want to. You know, depending on the lighting or the time of day when things are a little bit different, um, you can go back and change those. But the first thing we're going to do is we're going to get this thing set up to what is most ideal for you. Um, and then and then right after you get your contrast set up, you're going to get an option to choose your, your font size. And so we got kind of a small, medium, and large. So small is kind of the normal font. Then we go up like a little bit from there. And I think the largest is like you increase it by 200%. And so you can change it and adjust it the way you feel like it's the easiest for you. And you know what I love about this is we sat there and we were we were trying to figure out okay is this going to work is people are people going to use this and um, I think it was uh, I forget his name I think his name was Harold we sat there with him and he couldn't figure out how to do it and we showed him here take a look at this see what this does and how about this see what this does and he was struggling with getting around any of the pages um, he had his face next to the screen using a magnifier and he stepped back a little bit he pulled away maybe a couple of inches and he almost like 
I don't, I know, maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit, but I think he had a little bit of a tear in his eye. Um, mm-hmm. but, but that might have been just me hoping that, you know, mm-hmm. that was the experience. But he literally said, oh my goodness, it's like you made this for me. And that's the experience that we're hoping everybody has when they come to our site, like it's made just for you. Mm-hmm. Now, once you get your settings, your contrast all set up, the next thing we want to do is understand how can we help. And so you're brought right to this section where it says, what do you want to learn today? And we've got these different areas. Um, we're calling them domains, but they're really different areas where we keep all of our content. And we're organizing them into these different areas. One of them is daily living. Another one is all about technology. Uh, one is all about recreation. One is uh, called adjusting to vision loss. We have one on Braille. And then there's all one about just working and, and maintaining employment. Um, so these are the different areas that we're concentrating on and developing what we're calling workshops um, to really um, be in these different areas. Um, so it's a pretty diverse array of topics, and there's a lot of different content that we're offering. Um, and again, the hope is that we're guiding you through it. And so you don't have to wonder where you're going. Once you click on one of these, um, these or once you select one of these different areas, um, you're going to be offered all the different content that's in those areas. Um, there's some of the things that we, we got wrong and um, I'm, you know, I'm thankful that we tested some of this stuff because one of the things that we were doing on our website is we were trying to be as descriptive as possible about everything that's available. And so we wanted to, we were so excited and we're like, we wanted to make sure everybody knew everything that we had. And so we had all these um, you know, long descriptions about each of our workshops. We had long descriptions about all the content we had. And uh, you know, one of our, one of our testers, he, this is Daryl, actually, and I don't know if Daryl's on the line here today, but he, uh, you know, he looked at it and he said, you know, some, you know, some sites are, uh, you know, some sites are awfully wordsy, and this one's feeling like that, and I love that this idea. It's it's kind of wordsy here, and um, it just reminded us that, and, and he was saying that, you know, it, and, and I've heard this over and over again with different people. It can be exhausting and just overwhelming when you're trying to read a lot of content on the site and it's small print and it. And so we wanted to make every word count. And so we really stripped down a lot of what we were trying to say to make it um, just enough to know what you need to know and how you need to know it. And so, um, and so we have all these, I mean, we all throughout the site, we tried to condense what we were trying to say and make it as simple as possible. So it's not too exhausting to get around as well. The other thing that I thought was wonderful, um, Angie was, uh, no, it wasn't Angie. I was, uh, oh gosh, I'm forgetting her name now. I think it was Debbie, maybe she, um, Anyway, we were sitting with her and we were going through some of the pages on, and some of the stuff that we were trying to do. And, uh, and she looked at it and she said, why on earth would you use a pencil when you could use a Sharpie? And so um, all these headlines that we have throughout the site, um, she was looking at it and then going, you're using a pencil when you have the ability to use a Sharpie. And so we've made everything as bold as possible, as big as possible. And the other thing that she said, she said, you know, I can't read words when they're floating. And, and I, to be honest, I didn't understand what that meant. But what she was saying is when you have a word that's surrounded by a lot of white space, it's floating out there and it's hard to find and it's not as easy to read. And so we took anchors. We lined every headline throughout the site to anchor it so you can follow along that line to find the right um, heading, to find it in big, sharpie font. Um, and so these little details that we just you know, didn't anticipate were so helpful and so much feedback that we got that just was so encouraging and so helpful to really help the site, I think, be that much more friendly um, for anybody that has a visual impairment. Now, one of the things that we do ask is, is once you kind of get started, um, you know, looking around in different things, before we're able to, to really serve up any of our content, like our workshops and things like that, um, we are asking that people sign up with us. 
Um, you can all, you, you do you do it one time only. It's um, it gives you full access to everything, and it allows us to keep everything that we do at Hadley free of charge. And so there's absolutely no cost to anything that we do for anybody who has a visual impairment. The other thing that it allows us to do is once you've saved your settings, like your contrast and your font size, you never have to do that again. Because you've signed up now, it's going to save all that for you. So anytime you come back to our site, it's going to remember your font size. It's going to remember your contrast. It'll also remember any workshops that you started but haven't finished. And so we'll remind you, hey, if you want to finish, you can click here or you can select this. Um, or if there's a, you know, a workshop that maybe you've done several uh, workshops that are similar, we can say, hey, I know you've liked these. Here's some other ones that you might enjoy as well. And so we are able to serve up content and save some of the things that you've done in the past um, in, in your kind of homepage on our site. And so it allows us to save some of that information in addition to um, keep everything that we do free. And the sign up is pretty easy. Um, you know, it's a couple questions, name, password, an email address. Um, we ask about your relation to vision loss, whether it's you personally or a friend, a friend, a family member, if you're a professional that's working with those who, who have a visual impairment. Um, and then we ask how it impacts your daily life. And that's the kind of question that um, allows us to keep everything free and things like that. Um, and so there's just some simple questions that we're asking, four simple questions to kind of get you started. And then you have complete access to everything. It's kind of fun though. Once you, um, once you do sign up, it's very personalized to you. And so you'll notice everywhere that you go along the site, your name is going to be in the top right-hand corner. And then um, it'll, you know, when you come back, it'll say, you know, welcome, Barbara, welcome, Kathy, welcome, Katie. You know, it's, um, and so it, it was kind of fun. Uh, one of the comments that we heard with some of the testing was, um, you know, wow, everyone's happy I'm here. <laughs> um, so um, that's the goal, too, is we want to be very personalized in what we're doing because it is, you know, it is a very personal thing. Um, so the workshops that we developed, and we're calling them workshops, I want to um, talk a little bit about the content that we have on the site. Um, so one of the things that we did, um, gosh, maybe going back about maybe three years ago, two and a half, three years ago, um, we started to truly understand um, what does it look like for the adult voluntary learner. So someone, someone who wants to learn something new and they're voluntarily doing it. They're not doing it for because their job told them they had to. They're not doing it um, for any other reason than that they, they want to learn this or it's going to benefit them. What does that look like? Um, what does that best practice look like for that adult person who voluntarily wants to learn something? And um, I got to be honest with you, we were we were really taken aback by what we learned and how in, in, in such stark contrast it was to what we were doing at Hadley. And, um, you know, a bit of me wants to apologize to those out there who have used Hadley in the past because it it seems that we didn't kind of keep up with the times and we fell behind a little bit in what um, people were really hoping for when they experienced the learning something from a distance. For example, um, you know, we learned that oftentimes people are looking for something that is oftentimes very concise, very targeted, um, very quick to learn. And, and I keep thinking about YouTube and how popular it is and all the, you know, the popularity of it. It's, you know, it's these, these little five to 10 minute, um, instructions, um, about a very specific targeted topic. And we used to have courses. We had a catalog that we would send out that probably had, it's like 10 pages long, probably. Um, we had hundreds and hundreds of courses, we called them. And they would range anywhere from like bird songs to 
Old Testament to making a marketing plan to Excel to Braille to every you know so it was it was the whole gamut and and what we recognized was ninety percent of the people that came to us were taking Braille um, the other ten percent were scattered throughout our other hundred courses so we'd get one off here one off there. Um, but on average, it took people about six to eight months to complete any one of our courses. And um, when I was talking with people and understanding, you know, so there's several of them that would start something and not finish or would not go on to a, a, you know, another one after finishing one. And I was trying to understand why that was. And some of the feedback that I got was, well, you know, it's a little overwhelming. Um, you know, it's quite a time commitment too, you know, to think about that. I'm going to, once I start this, it's going to be a six month process. Um, and I got to understand what's going on in my life. I don't know what's happening tomorrow, let alone six months from now. So um, it seemed like it was a huge time commitment and a little overwhelming, the time frame. And so, you know, we went back to this idea of like, you know, bite-sized pieces, um, you know, shorter can sometimes be better. And so we spent a lot of time um, taking all the courses that we had, particularly some of the popular ones, and chopping them up, um, cutting them up into little bite-sized pieces, you know, five to 10-minute segments. And then you could, t- you know, and then we'll have maybe four or five of them that would be a series. And so each workshop is individual and you can learn, you know, just about one specific thing in a workshop, or there could be a series of them um, where, you know, maybe four or five of them make up a series and you can learn about that whole thing in any order you want, anything that you want to do. So we spent a lot of time trying to make it little bite-sized pieces. And the other thing that we recognized when we came to our research was that, um, most adult learners, um, especially voluntary adult learners, they really want choices. Um, they want to learn um, what they want, when they want, and how they want. Um, they don't want to be told what order to go in. And you know, um, many of our courses in the past had prerequisites. You'd have to take them in a specific order. Like you have to learn this before you're allowed to learn this before you're allowed to learn this. It was very much set up like an academic model. Um, and we really are trying to move towards more of a service model. Um, and so, um, you know, people in now, so what we wanted to do is just like, whatever you want to learn, whenever you want to learn, you can do it. Um, there's no rules around it. And gosh, uh, talk about, so we, um, I, I, I think I heard this, this, um, when I was talking to one of our former instructors and she was sharing with me about the process of getting somebody started in one of our courses. And literally it was a 13 step process. Like you had to go through 13 different steps before you could even start the course itself. Um, that was unusual. That was excessive. But even almost all of our courses, when you came to us, you'd have to, um, you'd have to enroll in them. And what that meant is you'd have to write an essay um, explaining why you wanted to take this course, um, how you thought it would benefit you, what you thought it would, you, know, you would learn from it. Once the essay was approved, you'd then be interviewed by the instructor to, to see if you were the right fit for the course. If you were the right fit, then you'd have to submit an I report to us, um, you know, to ensure that you have a visual impairment before we would enroll you. And we we wanted to strip all of that away, and we just said no. You know, we want you. If you want to learn something, um, you can learn it anytime that you want without all these hoops that you got to jump through. Um, now there's a sign up process, but we tried to make it as simplified as possible. But once you sign up one time you can learn anything that we have at Hadley and you can take advantage of any content that we have. Um, and so we stripped away all of the, the rules of, of getting started in the enrollment process and things like that. Um, we also kind of did away with our grading system. Um, you know, I would, I would share on these calls that 
Um, and, you know, being completely vulnerable and transparent, I was never <laughs> a good student. <laughs> um, I, uh, I didn't like uh, when the report card was in the mail and my parents were getting it. Um, so that wasn't fun for me. And I know a lot of people like grading, but, um, but that wasn't my thing. And, and what I learned is this, it's, I'm not alone. <laughs> you know, grading can be overwhelming and intimidating for some people. And so, um, you know, one of the things we do is strip away all of our grading. I like to share this story because I think it, it really is a powerful tribute to why we took away our grading. Um, the serve, we were sending out surveys and we were trying to get some feedback from different people about their experience with Hadley. And uh, uh, one woman that uh, was one of our advisors sent an email back and she, um, she made a comment about grading. And so it inspired me to give her a call. And I was talking to her on the phone and she said, um, she said, you know, Mark, I was, um, you know, I, when I first found Hadley, I had just learned that I, I was, um, you know, I was diagnosed with macular degeneration and I was super scared and, um, you know, I didn't know what to do and I didn't get a ton of direction from my doctor. So I kind of just stumbled upon Hadley. Um, and I found this course that you had called adjusting to blindness. And I thought, okay, maybe I'll, I'll do this and find out what to expect. And, um, you know, she went through this course. It took her a, quite a bit of time to get through it. And at the end of the day, she ended up getting a D. And so she was like, you know, I invested in this course and I was so overwhelmed and scared at the idea of losing my sight completely. And then I learned that I'm not even good at doing this and adjusting to it. And it was just devastating for me. And that's, that's obviously not the kind of spirit that we were hunted to have at Hadley. That's not the intention that we had when it came to our grading system. And we didn't want that to happen to anybody else. We didn't want anybody else walking away feeling like, like she did. And so we just, we did away with all of our grading system. In a new version of our site, there might be some ability to kind of check your knowledge a little bit um, and understand, you know, just double check to see that you, you understood something that you, we, we tried to help you understand. Um, but aside from that, there's not going to be any grading in, uh, in any of our, our workshops. The last piece that I wanted to share about when it came to the, some of the research that we did is, um, is, you know, one of the things we found out is that when people are coming to learn something voluntarily, they're really wanting, um, you know, uh, help with that. And so they want somebody that's friendly and conversational and um, approachable and things like that. And, and that's really not the style that we had at Hadley. Again, going back to an academic style. Um, we were very much lecture style. It was, um, you know, we're going to tell you what you need to learn. Um, and that's not the tone that we want to have going forward as a service model. Um, we want to have a, a friendly tone. We want to be engaging. We want to be personable. Um, there's a woman, Jean, that I sat with one time and she, um, I was sitting in her living room and there's this workshop that we were trying to develop called resilience. Um, and it's the idea of being able to bounce back after vision loss. And uh, we were struggling with the, the content. We were struggling with the tone of it. And I wanted Jean to take a look at it. She was a licensed clinical social worker. And I thought that she could have some great perspective on it. And she sat there and she actually was upset with me. And she told me so. And she's like, you cannot be pandering in these, in these workshops. You cannot have that kind of tone. She's like, when you're talking about something this heavy, uh, when you're trying to help me uh, you know, learn about something this heavy, it's like, you need to be here in the room with me. You need to be holding my hand. Um, and that was just a great insight for us that we need to have the right tone. And so we've worked hard and making sure that the tone is the way that we wanted it to be friendly and engaging. And we're kind of in the room with you. We're there with you. We're in this with you. And so that's what we've worked on for the last two and a half years is our tone, um, our cutting these uh, workshops, up, you know, our workhorses up into workshops and really trying to make it a streamlined, easy process to learn through us. And so 
you know, for example, you know, we have all these different workshops and one of them is like disaster kit, you know, and it's just specifically about developing a disaster kit um, and what we would want included. And it's like five to 10 minute thing um, and, and, you know, the tone of voice that we're using and things like that. We're really trying to be careful on how we do that. And so each and every one of our workshops has been very meticulously, um, you know, worked on and gone back and continued to, to look at, relook at just to make sure we get it the right way. And right now we have about 500 um, different pieces of content on our site. We launched with like 400 and now we've added an additional 100 in the last, in the last uh, week. And so we're continuing to add more and more content, um, workshops and discussion groups. And I'll talk about those and podcasts and things like that. Um, but they're all, um, they're all, we've worked very diligently and hard on making sure that they're all um, the right tone and things like that. The other piece that, that we're not done doing is we're not done listening. <laughs> um, I, I, I offer, I'm going to offer my contact information, Hadley's information, but anybody that has any kind of feedback for us in any way, I really want to invite you to share that with us. Um, whatever your experience is with Hadley, our content, um, I really want to encourage you and invite you to share that with us. We want to continue to always be listening and, and improving because we know we know we're going to miss the mark in different areas. We know we're not going to do things exactly right the first time, but we want to get it there eventually. And so even after each workshop that you listen to, we're inviting you to share with us some feedback. Um, we'll ask you, did you find it helpful? If you did, you can share what you thought was helpful. Um, if you didn't, we'll say, hey, help us understand where we missed the mark. And then you can share that feedback with us. Um, and so we want to continue to be listen, listening and improving everything that we're doing at Hadley. And so in, so in that sense, um, you know, we, we developed these domains and these different areas of where we're focusing on our learning. And, and that was actually intentional as well. Um, you know, as I mentioned, one of the things I've been doing is trying to listen as much as possible. And, and I've been asking the question over and over and over again, how can Hadley help? What are things that you think Hadley could be most helpful with? And, uh, you know, a few things kept coming up over and over again. Um, technology was something that we heard over and over again. And, um, you know, what can, what can you do? Uh, or what are technologies out there to really help me? And I, again, I go back to Daryl. He was, a he's done a few things for us, but he had this quote that I love. It was something like, um, you know, I want to be able to use technology to help me better with the vision I currently have. Um, you know, and he talks about being hopeful that there's going to be cure at some point for his condition. Um, but in the meantime, um, you know, what can Hadley do to help me with the vision I currently have? And, um, and what can technology do in particular? And so, you know, we, we took that to heart and we were just like, okay, let's find out what technology is out there. How do we get it in the hands of people and how do we help them, um, learn how to use it? And so, you know, Apple, big technology company, we reached out to them. We said, Hey, um, how about we help you guys do instructional videos for, um, all the accessibility features that are built into your products. Um, and we had a big launch down on Michigan Avenue in Chicago. And, um, you know, from that time on, we did, uh, we kept working and working and working on all these different instructional videos. Douglas Walker is, um, he's the guy who's doing all these videos for us. Maybe you've heard some of them, maybe you've listened to some of them, but he does, he does an amazing job. He's got this Southern accent that is really easy to listen to and he's very slow paced in his speech. And so, um, very easy to follow along. But we started with the iPhone and, um, you know, we went through all the different accessibility features that are built into the iPhone. Um, you know, like Zoom text, voiceover, magnifier, all the different features. And we did, uh, little instructional videos on each one of those features. Um, you know, how to pull them up, how to access them, how to use them. And then we went on to the iPad. 
We went on to the MacBook. We went on to, um, you know, the Apple TV, um, you know, the Apple Watch. And we're doing the same kind of instructional videos for each, each of those different products. Um, I always like to share too, though, um, one of the, the conditions that Apple had for us was they asked that if we were going to do these in, these videos for their accessibility features, um, could we also do one for their coding program? They have this app. It's called Swift Playground. And it's all about learning how to code through iOS software, through Apple software. And so we're like, sure, if we get to do the accessibility videos, we'll do this one for you too. And we have it on our, our site and we have it available. And um, last count, I think there's like maybe five or six people that have watched it. It's <laughs> not one of the more popular ones. But if you ever wanted to learn how to code in iOS software, we've, we've got a workshop for that. Um, so we, we understand that not everybody does Apple. Um, you know, everybody has their own preferences. And, and it's interesting. Um, when we started looking at people that were using some of our videos, it looked like Android was one that was even more popular. And some of the feedback we got that, that Android was um, more affordable for some people, easy to get their hands on. So, um, so we have been doing them now for Android as well. We reached out to Google and we started working with them to understand, um, you know, all the accessibility features that are built into those products and how to use those. And, um, and so we're doing instructional videos for all the Android products as well. And then we reached out to Microsoft and we've been working with Microsoft now to do instructional videos for, you know, their operating system for Windows, as well as, um, you know, Office products, uh, Excel, PowerPoint, Word, things like that. Um, and so we've got all these instructional videos on all this different technology that's out there. And they're really intended to help you understand how to access and use the accessibility features that are already built into all these products. And there are some wonderful accessibility features. Sometimes it's hard to find them and to really be able to use them effectively. And so that's what we're trying to do with that. And, and we're going to start continue to move along. Um, you know, I think we're doing one on the app Be My Eyes. Um, we've got one out there for that. Um, we've got one for the digital talking book player. Um, we've got one. I think we're going to do one for Zoom. That's in the works as well. Um, and so we want to continue to look at apps and different technology and devices that are out there and try to help people understand how to use them a little bit better. And, you know, a lot, I know a lot of these, um, th these kind of instructions can come one on one with a vision rehab therapist and things like that, social workers. Um, and this is never intended to replace anything like that. Um, our whole goal was try to supplement what's already being done out there. Um, I know caseloads are super high and it's hard to get into homes which, as quickly as you want to and really sit down with people. And especially in a, a pandemic like this or social, you know, it's like we're quarantining and things like that and uh, social distancing. It's hard to, to sit down one on one with somebody. So our whole hope is that a lot of what we're doing supplements a lot of the stuff that's being done in person. Um, or it can be a reminder, um, you know, as you've learned something or somebody's taught you something in one moment. Um, this can be a refresher, a reminder of how that was, of what they had said during that meeting. Um, so again, a lot of it's intended to supplement stuff that's been doing, uh, that's already been being happening in person. Um, but that's, that's kind of what we started with when it comes to technology is trying to do all these instructional videos and workshops on the accessibility features that's uh, built into products that are already out there. Um, the other thing that, that we really wanted to focus on and we got a lot of feedback about was, um, you know, trying to help with all the, the challenges that come just day to day um, with living with a vision loss. Um, you know, the things have just become that much more challenging. Um, there was, um, there's this woman that I met and she, um, you know, I was talking to her actually about things that she likes to do. I'm like, you know, what are some things that you have fun? I was talking about William Hadley, his passion was reading. Um, you know, what are your passions? What do you love to do? And, uh, 
you know, she, I'll never forget because she said, she, you know, Mark, it's like, I don't get to, I don't have the luxury of being able to think about what I like to do. She's like, my whole life is just all about managing day to day. Um, and so I thought, is, is there, if there a way that we can help with those things so she can start to focus on doing things that she enjoys doing, things that she loves to do? And uh, this woman that I was talking with, um, she had begun to lose her vision 10 years ago. So she was been in this, you know, she had been experiencing this for quite some time. Um, and she was still in this place of like, I just, I just, all I'm about is managing day to day. And so I wanted, it was just inspiring to try and think, how can we help her with those, those things that she's having a hard time with so she can move on to things that she enjoys doing and is passionate about. Um, and so we really wanted to focus on, you know, things of, of daily challenges of daily living. Um, and so one of the categories is daily living. And within that category, we have hundreds and hundreds of workshops on all kinds of different content, whether it's, you know, in the kitchen and knife safety or, uh, marking and labeling when it comes to, you know, clothing, um, or prescription drugs or, um, you know, getting out about the house or walking with a guide or, um, you know, doing laundry, little tips and tricks. And again, these are five to 10 minute videos on very specific, concise topics about each one of these different challenges that can come with daily living with a vision loss. Um, and there's literally hundreds and hundreds of them out there in different series, um, safety series, you know, um, creating an emergency contact list. So you don't have to scramble when you need a number or something like that. Just things you might not have thought of. Um, that are really kind of simple, um, easy to do, and can make a huge difference. And so we really dedicated a lot of time to creating all kinds of content that can really kind of be dedicated to helping with the challenges that come day to day with just living with a vision loss. Um, we really wanted to help with that. Um, and so there's literally hundreds of videos out there for that specifically. Um, the other thing that we um, that we recognized um, over and over again that we were hearing from so many people was this idea of connection. You know, I, I heard over and over again from people who are new to vision loss, just remind, remembering and thinking back and even currently talking about how scary it is and how lonely it can feel sometimes. And, uh, you know, even being, you know, to the point where, you know, I, I don't venture outside sometimes and I isolate myself even to my, my own apartment or even to my own room because it feels safer. And um, even for those that have been, you know, managing vision loss for quite some time, they really just wanted this idea of being able to connect with somebody who just understands what you're going through. And I think everybody's like that. Uh, you know, you just want to be around people sometimes who just understand what, you know, you know your experiences. And you don't have to explain it over and over again. Um, and so when you, you know, you say glaucoma, somebody understands, yeah, I understand what that's like. Or you say something like, you know, I, I they, somebody moved my, uh, you know, moved the milk in a different place in the refrigerator. It's like everybody just gets what, how frustrating that can be. <laughs> um, and so, you know, we wanted this idea and people were asking, how can Hadley help create a community um, that I can be a part of where, um, you know, I'm just with people who understand what I'm going through. And so we, that was a little bit challenging for us. And, and we're not there yet. We, I know we, we, we want to continue to do more. Um, but one of the things we started with, and we kind of took a stab at, is um, something that we're calling discussion groups. And this is kind of our, our really our first attempt to try to help connect people um, you know, in a community of peers. And so um, we have what we call these discussion groups. And they're, they're literally Zoom calls. And so you can join online um, or you can use the phone and you can call in. And we have eight that are um, once a month, and then we have two that happen weekly. 
Um, and so we, we reached out to our advisors and we asked them, Hey, what are some things that you would want to talk about? What are some topics that are interesting to you? You know, again, going back to William Hadley and his right, his reading, that was his passion. Like, what is yours? Um, what is your passion? And, and we got this list based on some of the feedback that we got. Um, one of the most popular ones we have is technology that keeps coming up. Um, you know, what technology is out there. And so we started this, this, uh, discussion group called Tech It Out. And Ricky Enger, um, she's amazing. She has a, a former life as a podcaster. So she's got this incredible uh, radio voice. And, and then I was listening to Deb as well here. And I think she has that same radio voice. Um, but, um, um, she has this wonderful radio voice, super easy to listen to. And it's, a little side note, it's interesting. Every time I, I, I do one of these calls, inevitably somebody says, um, can we get Ricky on instead? Or Douglas, can, can he come on and share instead? Um, and I'm like, no, no, you're stuck with me. But anyway, back to what I was saying. <laughs> um, the, um, the Tech It Out is, um, is our most popular one, actually. And um, you know, Ricky will, will come up with a topic um, and she'll introduce something technology related and she will um, talk about it. And so, for example, you know, maybe it's Alexa. Um, and she'll say, she'll talk a little bit about what it is, um, how you use it, her experience with it, pros, cons, things she likes, doesn't like. Um, and then we open it up to talk about it, the whole group. Um, people can share what they think, their experience, what they wish were different, how they like it, what they're using it for. Um, and these are all, it's all vision. Um, it's all for people who have visual impairment. So it's all related to vision loss, um, the conversation, the discussions and things like that. So it's, um, we usually, I check it out. We usually get about maybe 200. It's close to like 200 people on each one of those calls. So it's, it's a little challenging to manage. And sometimes not everybody gets to share. Um, but our hope is that people are, are really benefiting from it and getting information that's useful. Um, and so tech it out was kind of one of the most popular ones we did, but we have other ones. Um, we have one that's called, um, crafting circle. And so it's all about, you know, different crafting things, whether it's uh, knitting or sewing or, I mean, I don't know what other crafting there is. Um, I, I haven't actually joined that one yet. I haven't heard that one. But for those that are into crafting or makery, I think is another word for it. Um, we have the crafting circle. Um, we have one called Hadley Growers. And this is all about gardening. Um, whether it's, you know, just a little garden box in your home or indoor gardening, or, you know, you've got your whole backyard as a, as a field or gardening. It's um, I've actually jumped on this one a few times because um, I need, I need, serious help when it comes to growing things. Um, I have not been successful at that. And so um, I, you know, I thought I'd join and I actually was fascinated. Um, you know, we have, there's like expert gardeners that are out there and they're talking about water gardening and things like that. And then there's, um, you know, people who are trying to grow things for the first time like me and they're getting helpful hints and tips and talking about soil and insects and, you know, in different climates throughout the country. And it, I thought it was fascinating, but it's, it's all, it's anybody who's, who loves the, the art of gardening. Um, we got one called Get Up and Go. It's all about exercise and staying fit and things that you can do. Um, there's one called the Resource Roundtable. Um, and that's all about, you know, different resources out there. So each month we'll highlight a resource that we're familiar with and we'll talk about it. Um, Writer Circle is another one. Um, I actually, I, I love this group too, the Writer Circle. We have we have so many poets um, that are joining our writer circle. And then uh, at one point when we first kicked this off, we had a group of, um, there was a, a writer's group and they had been together for years and they found our writer circle and they all joined. And there's about 20 of them, um, which was fascinating because they'd been together for a while. So they knew each other, but they were talking about all the short stories they've been doing and poetry. And um, it was really kind of cool. We, we, we actually have a newsletter that we send out quarterly as well. And um 
I reached out to our, our writer circle to see if we could uh, have some submissions um, for our, our, our newsletter. And I got tons and tons of poetry sent to me. It was really awesome. Um, just all the different poetry that was sent that we could share with all of our different um, you know, learners and our students through our newsletter. So if anybody likes writing, we've got the writer circle. Um, we got called What's Cooking. You can imagine hopefully what that's about. It's um, with the safety in the kitchen, recipes that they're sharing, all that kind of stuff. And then Travel Talk is another one. And I think Travel Talk initially was really about, um, you know, getting around more. It's like using public transportation and, you know, getting out and, um, you know, even navigating airports and things like that. Um, but it's turned into a little bit of a discussion about, um, you know, people sharing about their vacations and places that they want to go and dreamed about and other people sharing, you know, if they've been there, what that experience was like and talking about their vacation, which is kind of cool. So people just sharing about vacations and places that they, they dream about going. The other ones, the weekly ones that we have are Spanish and Braille. And so we have weekly ones all about Braille and about Spanish. So if you're wanting to learn Spanish or touch up on your Spanish, we've got a, a discussion group for that. And so this is, again, this was really our first attempt to try to help connect people on a topic that they might be passionate about. Um, and so this was, uh, you know, trying to help people be a part of a community. And, you know, the low vision support groups that are out there are amazing. Um, I've been to as many as I can. And I've spoken at several of them as well, just through phone calls and Zoom calls. And nothing, nothing replaces the in-person connection that, that we have with one another. I mean, everybody needs that kind of connection. Um, but the, the reality is, is that that's not available for everybody. Um, there are rural areas out there where support groups aren't happening. Um, travel can sometimes be quite a challenge to get to and from these different support groups. And again, in an era like we were experiencing here in 2020, um, you know, a lot of these support groups are no longer meeting. And so connection is still important. And um, that's what we're trying to help people do is connect. We do, we do need to build it out. I'm convinced that we need to build it out more. And um, through our new platform on our new website, we're trying to envision how that would happen. If you've got suggestions, ideas, please send them our way on how we can do that. We are thinking of like some sort of online community. Um, people can ask and answer questions of each other. Um, I don't know. That's part of what we're thinking. But connection also, um, we, will, we as an organization, um, we also want to be connected to those who are using Havley. So I know that there's a strong connection that people want with one another, with their peers. Um, but we've also heard that they want connections with professionals and they want connections with Hadley staff as well. And one of the things that we did, I think, really, one of the things we did right and uh, one of the things I think we did really well um, in the past was really helping people feel like they had um, a connection to Hadley personally. Like, for example, every time that you were in a course, you'd be assigned an instructor and you could email back and forth to that instructor, call that instructor, instructor. And, and those relationships were really important. And we don't want to lose that. Um, we actually want to make it more available. And so one of the things that we're doing on our site is each, each of the areas that I talked about, each of the domains that we have available, whether it's um, daily living, technology, um, adjusting to vision loss, um, braille, recreation or working. We have uh, what we're calling learning experts, and these are some of our former instructors. They're now learning experts. We're having them develop all the content for these different areas. So, for example, we have a team of maybe five or six learning experts that are developing all the content for our daily living area. Um, at any time that you're in one of our workshops, you have access to talk to them directly, any one of those five learning experts. Um, there's an email that, uh, like, for example, I think it's dailyliving at hadley.edu. You can email um, 
any question that you have to that email address and it'll go directly to one of those learning experts and then they'll respond to you. There's also a phone number that's called it's called a hunt group, but it's associated with those five people. If you call that number, one of those five people will answer and help you with any of the questions that you have. And so we really want to keep people connected to those who are developing the content on our site with any questions that you have or anything that you want to talk about. Or maybe you just enjoyed it or had suggestions on how to make it better. You can just call them up and just share that with them um, right there in the moment. Um, well, I shouldn't say in the moment. It's we're, we're, uh, Our business hours are 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. So anytime during that, <laughs> you can email anytime, but you can call during you know 8 to 6. Um, but you can get in touch with the people who are actually developing the content and talk to them directly about that content. And so we really want to make sure that we're connected um, as much as possible and have that personal personal touch as well. Um, the other thing that we're trying to do to help people stay connected to the experts in the field is something that we're calling Hadley Presents. And what these are essentially um, uh, podcasts. And so for any of you that, that are doing podcasts out there, um, we have one that's called Hadley Presents. And, and you can listen to it anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Um, so I, on my Alexa, I do it. I just say, hey, Alexa, play the, the podcast Hadley Presents. And it'll, it'll start playing the most recent and work its way back. And so we had a, a couple of them that we did. And Ricky Enger does these as well for us. Um, so she does a great job. And they're, they're really interviews. So we have a professional or we have somebody that we interview, um, you know, usually maybe once or twice a month. And we have that available as a podcast. We, um, we did one recently with uh, Hannah Fairbairn. She does, um, you know, I think she's working with the Carroll Center. And she has this book that's out. Um, I can't remember. The name. I think it's uh, When I Can't Believe My Eyes. Um, but she talks about the idea of, um, you know, social cues and communication and this idea of like, you know, what is it? 90% of our, our communication skills are nonverbal. And so when you start to begin to lose your sight and you can't connect with those nonverbal communication, um, it can be challenging. And so it's ways that you can kind of adapt to that and trips, tips and tricks and things like that. Um, I think the, the podcast was continuing to be socially confident with vision loss. And so that one actually was really popular and people are really enjoying that. We did some on COVID-19 and vision loss. Um, we actually have one that's coming up now. There's this organization out of Rutgers University called Eye to Eye. And what it is is a, a peer support group. Um, and so they have vision impaired um, uh, mentors. And you can call in and you can connect with them and be assigned to a mentor and just have this peer-to-peer -peer relationship one-on-one -on -one with somebody. And so uh, we did an interview with uh, Tracy from the peer, from the Eye to Eye Peer Support Program out of Rutgers University, and um, so it, we're just trying to find different things that are going on in the field, whether it's medically um, or you know whatever related, and, and have interviews with them and offer them as podcasts. Another way to connect with professionals. Um, we also have at any point on on our new platform on our new site another way that you can connect with us is there's um there's this little help button. And it travels with you everywhere you go on every page. There's this help button. Um, and at any point that you touch that help button, it's going to pull up. Uh, you can either chat with us or call us directly. Our 800 number is offered right there in that help button. Um, but then also you can chat directly with us. And we have a team um, of, uh, we're calling them the support service department. And uh, Candace, uh, Rosemary, and Georgia, uh, Candace, Anna, and Georgette are part of the, um, the SSD team. And um, from 8 to 6, at any time that you want to chat with us, you can just pull it up and you can do that directly. It's a live chat. And so if you have any questions or you need any help, we're, uh, we're offering that and being available through that as well. Um, we often, starting January 1st, uh, I'm sorry, July 1st, we also started working with Be My Eyes. And so if anybody has that app, 
um, you can connect with one of our, you can connect with Candace, Georgette, or Anna on that app too. Um, there's a, a button on Be My Eyes app that says specialized help. And if you choose that, you can choose a, a blindness organization and we're listed in one of those. And once you pull that up, you can connect directly with one of our support staff through Be My Eyes. And we can offer any kind of help that way too. So we're trying to get creative in ways that we can be as helpful and available as possible. Okay, a couple more things I just want to share uh, before um, I turn it over to questions. So Braille has historically been a foundation of what Bradley, uh, what Hadley has done. Um, and we continue to really invest in Braille. Um, like I said, it was what William Hadley founded Hadley on. And it's one of the, the you know, the cornerstones of what we do. And uh, one of the things that we're doing, and one of the things we've recognized is, is many of the people that were coming us, to us to learn Braille, first of all, what they were wanting to learn was kind of like everyday Braille. Um, you know, things that would get them by every day, not necessarily, you know, to have as Braille, as much Braille knowledge to, to read a novel or something like that. Um, but really to get by day to day, there's Claris was um, a student of ours that I talked to. And, and she said that she wanted to learn Braille because she lived in an, uh, you know, an independent living home. And there's like rows of, of mailboxes and they all look the same. And she could no longer tell which mailbox was hers. And so she wanted to Braille her name on a label and put it on her mailbox so she could read it. Um, she also was a big knitter. And so she couldn't tell the numbers of the knitting needles. And so she wanted to Braille the numbers and put them on the needles so she could tell which one was which. Um, so very simple, practical things that she wanted to learn. And so we wanted to really focus on this idea of everyday Braille, being able to read the elevator, being able to tell which bathroom you were going into. Um, very practical things. Um, and so one of the things we also recognize is many of the people that were coming to us to learn Braille had some sight as well. Um, you know, we had a lot of teachers that were coming to us that were working with students that they were teaching Braille to, and they wanted to learn through our program. Um, and then we had a lot of people that were coming to us that were anticipating their vision continuing to get worse and wanted to learn Braille before they were totally blind. And so um, they had some functional vision at this point, but they were anticipating that it was going to continue to get worse. And so they had some sight. So one of the things we first focused on was trying to develop a new way to teach Braille to the sighted learner. And so we've got this new way that was, it's on our site and it's a little bit of a gamified. And so you can kind of click here and click there and drag here and drag there. And, um, and we give you hints on how to remember things. Um, and and it's, it makes it a little bit more of a fun way to learn. But at least that's what people are telling us. They're like, it's super fun. I'm enjoying this. It's, it's easy to learn. And um, what was taking people sometimes six months to get through our introductory to Braille course, which was for sighted learners, is now taking about maybe a week. Um, people are getting through these workshops in about a week and they're retaining the information. And so we're super excited about the way that we're teaching Braille. Now, um, we also continue to teach Braille to those who are tactile learners. Um, and it's done, we're doing that the same way that we've always done it in the past. You, um, you would call us, um, if you wanted to learn Braille, um, through touch, you know, you would call us, we would enroll you, we would assign the instructor, and then they would be in contact with you to get you started. We'll ship, we'll ship off everything that we have to you. We'll mail it to you. Um, so you can get started and the instructor would, would touch base to, to, to introduce themselves and get you started. So um, we still have the same way that we're doing it with our tactile learners we've done in the past. We still have that available, but we're excited about this little new way that we're doing it with some of the sighted learners. Um, now, we do, we do also know that, um, that not everybody is online. And so although we're investing a ton into our, our new uh, you know, our online learners and those online and trying to make it as easy and fun and exciting as possible... Um, I do know that there's many people that are not online and we still want to be available to you as much as possible. And so um, 
all of our workshops that we're developing, all of the videos that we're developing, we're also creating those in large print and in Braille. And we've done the same amount of testing with these large print and Braille workshops that we did with our, our audio ones and our video ones. And so, um, you know, we can, we can mail these out to you in large print and Braille. Actually, what we, we decided to do, we're calling it the, the Hadley Learning Library. And, uh, you know, you can call our, our 800 number and, um, you know, talk to one of our support services staff and they will, um, you know, they'll understand what you're looking for, try to understand what you're looking for, and then we'll mail you out. The first workshop that you'll get will come with a binder. And the binder is called a learning library. And then there's tabs for each one of those areas, learning areas that I mentioned. And so the idea is that each workshop that you can get, you can kind of organize in the different tabs and we'll, we'll try to keep you organized that way. If you ever lose the, the binder, just let us know. We'll send you a new one. Um, but we also want to be available. So we, we have that available in, um, again, in large print, in Braille. And many of our workshops, we're going to have available in audio too. And so we'll have it available on the digital talking book player. Um, so a cartridge. So if anybody um, wants it on audio, we'll have that too. Um, the other thing that I forgot to mention with our workshops that we have available is all of them are transcribed. Um, all our discussion groups, all our podcasts, um, all of our workshops are transcribed. And so the transcripts are available for each one of those. So if you're using a screen reader, it might be easier to do that. Uh, but you can download and you can print all of those transcripts as well. And they also have resources. So if we talk about any resource, for example, we talk about Alexa in a workshop, um, we'll have that listed in the resource session. And then you can click through to find um, you know, how to purchase it, more information about it, things like that. So we'll keep resources listed for all of those. Um, our discussion groups too in our podcast, all of those are listed on our site, the, the past ones. So you can go back and listen to any one that you want to. You can download those. You can also um, read the transcripts for those as well. And so, yeah, we're available um, to any offline and to any of our um, online users as well. Okay, I think that's all I have. <laughs> I know I've talked for so long. <laughs> um, but I just, I'm just i so excited about a lot that we're doing here at Hadley. And I really want to encourage you, if you're online, um, take a look at hadley.edu and uh, just click the Get Started button. And we're going to guide you through everything that you want to learn um, and how to set up your site the way you want. Um, the other piece is if you're, if you're not online, um, you can give us a call at our 800 okay. number as well. Okay. All right, Abby. Okay, thank you. Um, Mark, uh, I really appreciate, I really uh, enjoyed your presentation. I thank am you. the president of the group that you mentioned that joined the Writer's Circle. We are called, Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness, yeah. Uh, we're called Behind Our Eyes. And yes, yes, I was so excited yeah. <laughs> But so anyway, uh, my question is uh, twofold. First of all, I signed up years ago and completed the Hadley Poetry course. So if I want to do something else now with your new site, do I need do anything to reinstate my account and the yeah. other question is are you planning to i i don't know if you want to answer them both at once or no or, yeah I'll, I'll try to answer them both yeah we'll okay see, yeah all right do you, okay well the other question was that i had was i and i haven't looked at your site yet do you have or are you planning to have any workshops on writing thank you on writing yes um and please any suggestions there's one there's a link at the bottom of every page that says um, any suggestions for workshops, please let us know. So anything that you have an idea for, we want to continue to to create more and more um, workshops that people are interested in. Um, and so the only way that we're going to know what everybody's interested in is if you let us know. So please do that. Um, the So the, the old login that you have with our old site um, does not work with the new site. You can... It, we had this... I mean, it was called Oasis, and it was really your online services through Hadley. Um, and that was a different username and password. 
And so we just, because they were such different systems, we couldn't transfer all that stuff over. They didn't talk to each other well enough. Um, and so for, to access, to get access to our new site, you will need to sign up on the new site and create a new username and password. You can use the same one if you want, but, um, you'll have to do that through the new site. You can still have access to all the um, old courses that you've taken at Hadley through Oasis. We have that link still available and that page still available on the old site. So you're welcome to go back and log into Oasis and see all the old stuff that you've done in the past. Um, but to, to access new content, you will have to set up a, name, a username and password. I don't know if we have any current workshops. I don't believe we have current workshops on writing right now. Um, the discussion group, the writing circle would probably be you know, the best thing that we're offering on writing right now. But that's a wonderful suggestion. So please, um, if you get a chance, pass that along to us through the, through the suggestion link. All right, Jeanette, you should be unmuted. Hi, Mark. Um, and I would love your contact information because I have way too many questions for you. <laughs> okay. I am one of these people who is 100% totally disappointed in this new format. Oh, no. And let me explain why. Uh, okay. I was one of these people that got caught in the middle of wanting to complete a course, and mm -hmm. the instructor was willing, and Hadley was completely unwilling. I mm -hmm. do believe that there is value in the course and several others that I'm interested in, even if the format were changed. Yeah. And I haven't been able to get anyone to listen to me. In fact, I was told the only way I could complete the course, even though the instructor was willing to work with me, was if I were a prisoner in prison. Oh, geez. Um, I, my concern about the new format is not that it is that it does not have value, but that there are many courses that could be offered in a different way for people who are not necessarily newly blinded, yeah. who are like me, who, when they were younger, never had the opportunity to take Hadley courses, but would benefit from some of the content. And I don't feel that we were ever approached and we were ever spoken to. And I think it would be a value for you and I to have a conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I invite you. I invite the conversation. On so, that. Uh, so I would appreciate your telling us somehow your contact information, mm -hmm. because I really think that by forgetting about those of us who are not newly blinded, but could well benefit from some of your current content and changes and some of your older content. There needs to be a place for us as well. And yeah. I feel that has been totally lost in the new structure. Well, Jeanette, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry you feel that way. That was never our intention, obviously, is to, to feel like anybody was lost in this transition. Um, the, the reality was is that um, we, we really had to really focus on what we thought could do you know, the best possible for the greater good. Um, and, and that doesn't mean that we want to forget anybody. I, I encourage you to take a look at the new site, to take a look at the new content. We can mail you out some of our workshops. Um, I think you're probably going to enjoy some of the stuff that we're offering now, and I think you're going to find it helpful and useful. So I encourage you to to take some time to to spend looking at what some of the stuff that we have. But again, we we just don't have the resources to, to do everything. <laughs> so we we kind of had to decide what was going to be what was going to serve the greater good, and how are we going to be able to do that? And a lot of what we're doing now was really informed by those who have used us in the past and those that we've talked to currently. Um, but I'd be happy. I'd be more than happy to talk to you in more detail about that. Because again, it was never our intention to, to make anybody feel left out. Um, my my email address, and you can email me directly. It's just simply my name. It's Mark, M-A-R-C, at hadley.edu. And then um, 
My uh, phone number, my direct number is 847-784-2775. You can also, I mean, Hadley, if you wanted to contact us directly, contact anybody at Hadley, there's simply an email just as info, I-N-F-O at Hadley.edu. And then our, our 800 number is uh, 1-800-323-4238. Um, and as I mentioned, throughout our site um, at Hadley.edu, there is a help button where you can connect to us directly through a chat or the 800 number is offered there too. So um, lots of ways to get, a, get in contact with us. But me personally, you can email me or call my, my direct line. I'd be happy to talk to you more about it. All right, Jeff, you should be unmuted. Oh, hi, Mark. Uh, hey, great Jeff. job uh, on the presentation. I think you sell yourself too short there. <laughs> oh, well, you haven't heard Ricky or Douglas probably yet then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no, she's got a great voice. I, oh, okay. I yeah. Uh, but I was wondering, have you or Julie Ty ever explored a partnership with uh, Arduino? I don't know if you've heard of that. I'm not familiar with that. I, and I don't know if Julie has or not. No. Okay. It's A-R-D-U-I-N-O. It's a kind of educational online platform. Okay. And they focus on DIY electronics, uh, people interested in robotics. I, I'm not sure if the if they have a large uh, base of their clientele who are visually impaired, though, okay. it may not lend itself to that. But yeah. I just thought maybe I'd just throw it out there. No, I appreciate. It. Would you um? Would you mind sending me? Uh, you have my email address. Could you? Would you mind sending me an email to to remind me? I'd be happy to look into it and talk to Julie about it. Oh sure, Mark. So your uh, email is yeah. listed on the website, obviously. Somewhere. Um, I, my my direct email probably isn't. You can get a hold of Hadley and, and throughout the website, but mine is just my first name. It's Mark M A R C. At, okay. At, at Hadley.edu. So it's just my first name, Great. Hadley. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'd we'll love do. to learn more about it. Thank you. You bet. All right. Um, Jim, you should be allowed to talk. I am unmuted. I'm going to step away from the computer because I'm listening on the stream as well as I decided to call in and ask a question. Um, Mark, first of all, I want to thank you for being here. I'm glad we were able to figure out a time to get you here. I know when we, I approached you about it, we were initially oh, looking yeah. at Sunday. Yeah, I'm the CCLVI convention here, fortunately or unfortunately, pending people's viewpoint. <laughs> but I wanted to add, you had suggested that the courses at Hadley were free. Mm -hmm. And is that a recent change? And here's my brief scenario, and I'll make it quick and shut up. Back in 2018, I believe it was either 17 or 18, I had taken a course through Hadley that was required of me when I became a licensed vendor in the mm. state of Nebraska. Yeah. And that was done through the Blind Merchants, the National Blind Merchants Association. And at that time, the state of Nebraska shelled out nearly $4,000 to take that course. And I believe at that time, Scott was the instructor overseeing the course that I took, which I got a 96% on, by the way. But, well, it's really not that difficult. A lot of this stuff that they were teaching was common sense, if you don't understand common sense. But the question I'm asking, I guess, is, is that course still being offered through the blind merchants or through Hadley via the blind merchants? Is it there is. a charge and yep. is there any financial kickback toward either the Federation or Hadley for that course? Nothing to Hadley. No. Um, and, and thank you for that. It, it, our foresight program is actually something separate from what we're trying to do um, on our new website. And it's, um, it is a part of what we do here at Hadley, but that's all through the blind merchants. And so they set those and regulate those fees, not us. 
Um, and so we're, we're working to help people to, to, you know, to, to teach people, you know, how to, to be successful in that program, but it's all, they've established all those fees. So it's, it's not really Hadley based costs. It's all the blind merchants organizations costs. So we, we don't charge for our services. There are, and, and thank you for Jim remind, so if you're a professional and you're taking some of our courses for CEUs, there might be some mon, uh, nominal fees for that. But if you're blind or visually impaired yourself, you're a family member or friend of somebody who is, then there's no cost. That program is separate because it's, they, the costs are dictated by a separate organization. Does that make sense? All right, Kathleen? Okay. So I have two questions. One, is there a possibility that you guys could do a few workshops on the Instant Pot? Because I have mm. a three-quart Instant Pot and my grandmother doesn't know how to teach it to me. And I was wondering if you guys could make a few workshops on that. Love it. I think that's a great and, idea. <laughs> and then I took a Braille music course a while back and I was taken out of the course because I wasn't doing well enough. Is there a possibility that you guys could make some workshops on that but make it more easy to understand? Well, that's what we're trying to do with all of our Braille is try to make it a little bit more easy and friendly. Um, and so right now what we're focusing on is basic Braille. And so it's reading and writing basic Braille and then and also the tactile Braille reading and writing tactile Braille. Um, and so um, I think eventually we'd love to get back to, you know, the music part of the Braille as well. So I, we, that might be down the road a little bit. I don't know. Um, I haven't talked to the Braille team about that, but um, no, we've been focusing more on just the reading and writing and basic braille um at this point but I, you know and that was one of the things um about our our old system was if you if you took too long to complete a course you know unfortunately you'd just be you know you'd no longer be available to you you'd be kind of kicked out of the course and it's just not how it's going to be anymore um you can take as long as you want you can keep going back as long as you want it's all available at any time um and so that was part of what we're trying to change is that people aren't going to be kicked out of courses after being, you know, not doing something for a period of time. All right, Teresa. Hi, <clears throat> I'm so glad you're doing this workshop. I think these changes are really fantastic for a certain population, mm -hmm. but um, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a coach. I'm not a vendor. And I've been taking, um, you know, some of the classes through the fourth size center. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, can you tell me more about how that's going to continue? Because when I heard about this change, <laughs> I was getting pretty concerned. And um, I'm also on the advisory uh, oh, wonderful list. And so I, you know, I got to go check the website out like a month ago. And I, you know, like, what about this other part? <laughs> yeah. And that that still that continues to work the same way it did our foresight program. And so um, there haven't been any changes then. I don't know what that's going to look like going into the future, but right now that's going to stay the same. Can you find? I didn't find it on the new website. Oh, either. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if you could just send me, I'll make sure that we we get you to there. Um, just shoot okay. me an email to let me know who you are, or just remind me, and then um, okay. absolutely we'll find you how to get okay. how to get you there. Yep. Do thank you. All right. We have another question here. All right, Brian. Brian, you should be allowed to talk. All right, we will move on to Deborah. Yes, um, my question is, uh, I have a comment and a question. So okay. the comment is probably the reason why your Apple workshops uh, are a little less popular than Android could be because they're 
are a whole lot of resources out there for maybe uh, working with iOS. I mean, you've got yeah. the Apple Viz website and you've got tutorials yeah. galore, but That's true. I still think it's good that you have your own because you may have a different focus. Um, and so the question, uh, and Android, uh, by contrast, all of the information on Android is just kind of helter-skelter a little bit everywhere. And <laughs> there's no one central place to go if you need to learn all things Android. That um, right? okay. So that may be why those classes are a little more popular. Now, the question I had about iOS is, do you have any workshops or videos or courses that go over using it as a low vision user? Absolutely. Yeah. It's um, so we, we basically have um, there's one called, you know, it's adjusting the text size. There, there's one that's dedicated to low vision um, settings on the iPhone. So it's on, on all their products, um, finger gestures, um, you know, using the speak screen feature, magnifier, um, voiceover, control center, dictation, email. I mean, there's just, there's literally hundreds of different videos out there and a lot of them are dedicated to the low vision settings. Uh, All right. uh, Katie, this is, yes. this is Kathy. Yes. Um, we're, are we coming up to the... We are. So I need here? to give that CEU code. Sorry, we didn't get to all the hands. Um, again, you, um, but I, I do have the, the closing CEU code here for those of you getting CEUs. And that is, all numbers this time, 70146. Again, that closing CEU code for... Those who are registered to receive CEU credits is 70146. So thank you all so much. Yeah, and hopefully everybody has my contact information. So I know we didn't get to all the questions, but please feel free to email me, uh, give me a call. I'm happy to talk more about what we're doing here at Hadley. Thanks, everyone.